This is the Christian Fix Podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Listen and be blessed. If the stars were made to worship so high, I can see your heart in everything you make. Every burning star signifies grace. If creation sings your praises so high. I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, trusting that we are all men. And the text that I'll be preaching from this morning is Proverbs 1, verses 8 to 19. Let us pray. Most righteous. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you again. We thank you for everything. We thank you for who you are. You are God alone. And there is nothing impossible for you, Lord. So today, as your man's servant, as I declare and proclaim your word, I pray that you will empower me through your Holy Spirit. And that, Lord, you'll grant me supernatural favor. And that I will pray, and that I will preach without fear and without favor. Take over right now as we ask these things in your wonderful and precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. amen. The topic that I want to share with you from today and speak to you about is the sermon title is Avoid Bad Company. Avoid bad company. This text or this book of Proverbs was written by Solomon. And the main idea from this text, Solomon was speaking about the obedience to the will of God. So as children, you must be obedient to the will of God. Amen, church? Amen. But before I begin to preach in depth here, I want to journey on a historical context from this text here, Proverbs 1, verses 8 to 19. And I want to look at this man who wrote this text because I think he's a prime candidate and is the appropriate candidate to have written this text. And I want you to hear with me, uh, be with me this morning as I go through this historical context. Solomon come to the throne with great promises, privilege, and opportunity. Solomon was the son of King David. He was not the person that was in line to take over from King David when King David died. It was his older brother. But yet, God did not choose his older brother 
Adonijah. God chooses Solomon. So Solomon was ascended to the throne, becomes the king of Israel and Judea. Because in David's kingship, David both ruled Israel and Judea, my friend. And Judah, I should say. God had granted Solomon requests of understanding and wisdom. So when God elected Solomon, Solomon was saying that he's not worthy and capable of this job. He saw what his father went through and all of these things. So Solomon said, Lord, I am not worthy of this job. But anyway, he was obedient and he accepted. But he asked God for understanding and wisdom. And God granted him understanding and wisdom and also gave him brata, bonus. He gave him riches. Solomon did not ask for riches. So Solomon, God gave Solomon riches. So he became the wisest man in the world and the richest man in the world during his lifetime. Amen, church? Amen. The shocking reality of this Solomon eventually moved away from God for a period of time. He failed to live out the truth, the truth of God. Solomon became a humanizer. He was led away by woman and become our idolater. He begins to worship the gods of the women that he has been with instead of God. Solomon's kingdom reign was torn from him by God. Eventually, God took away the kingdom from Solomon. Solomon lived a checkered life in the sight of God. Hence, I am saying to you today, he is the perfect candidate for this text, my friends. Here in this text, I have an outline for you that I want to preach to you from this morning, my friend. Solomon, in the beginning, Solomon was encouraging his son, or instructing his son, Jehovah, pardon me, to consider and compare the ways of the foolish and the ways of the wise, which is God. So Solomon here in writing this text was saying to his son, make a comparison between the sinful way, the foolish way, and the wise way which belongs to God. Solomon started out and said, listen, my son. That's the way he started it out in verse 8 and 9. He pleaded for the need of obedience. Listen to your mother, my son. Solomon would have said, he said, don't forsake your mother's teaching. Here Solomon warns his son against 
the foolish follies of this world. Enticement by sinners. Who will succeed if his son falls to the embrace? So here Solomon is saying to his son, embrace the wisdom of God. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. And I'm saying to you here, as I preach this morning, we have youngsters in the church and those who may be listening from afar, do not forsake your mother's teaching or the godly teaching from godly people. My friends, don't be trapped by the enticement of this world or your peers who are living in sin. Oh my God, here, Solomon is saying that what? Ye must embrace the wisdom of God, the godly wisdom, my friends. So he said, listen, my son. And as I said before, Solomon lived a checkered life. He was rich and he fought some grace from God and almost hit rock bottom. So he knows both life, both way of life. He knows about being on top, being the richest man in the world and the wisest man in the world. And he knows the way of being forsaken by God when you move away and turn away from God. So he's saying to his son here, this morning, do not forsake the teaching of your mother or the godly way, my friends. Nowadays, our youngsters, our young people have forsake the teaching of their mothers, of their father, of their spiritual father, godly people, and move away to be enticed by their sinful friends and the things of this world. Amen, church? So Solomon started over with a plea, with a plea, listen, my son. And I'm saying to you this morning, my young friends, listen, my young friends, listen, my son, listen, my daughter, follow the godly wisdom of God. Amen. Amen. These children, Sunday, and it is appropriate to teach the youth. They have a songwriter who says, teach the youth rights. Teach the youth the right things. The things of God that will endure to the end. Not the sinful temporal things of this world, my friends. And I urge you caregivers who are here this morning or who are listening to me, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, those who grew up, those who grew, the youth, nurture the youth, that we must teach them right. We must teach them the way of God. Hallelujah. The next outline is the way of the sinners is attractive. In verse 10, Solomon outlined 
The ways of the sin and the way of the world is attractive. It will entice you, it will suck you in, and you will think that everything that comes from this world are the sinners. It's so great, it is so attractive, but I'm saying to you this morning, not so, it is the wrong way, it is the wrong road you will be on, my friends. Sinners have a way of convincing believers and entice them, especially if they're not rooted and grounded. Sinners have a way to attract vulnerable youths. They have a way about enticing us and lead us astray. Solomon was the wisest man and he brought several women in his life and they were led him astray. They enticed him, my friends. And he had what? So many wives and concubines, my friends. Solomon had more women than one day. Yes. 700 concubines. More than 300 wives. So I'm saying, the sinners of this world, the sinful things of this world, this world have a knack of enticing us that, that will pull us apart like a magnet towards them, my friends. But as Solomon plead to his son here, don't be enticed by them. Don't be enticed by their trickery, by their deceptions, my friends. He said to his son, do not give in to them. And I'm saying to you this morning, my young friends who are listening, do not give in to them. Solomon gave in to them and he had to pay the price. So he is now in a reflected mood and he's speaking to his son because he does not want his son to go down the wrong road, my friends. And if many of us who have gone through a life like Solomon will take a page out of Solomon leave and try to talk to our son, this Jamaica would be a better Jamaica today, my friends. We wouldn't have this high murder rate, robbery, all kind of thing. That is happening, my friends. So Solomon said, what? Don't give in, my friends. But it is our duty. I'm speaking to the caregivers now. It's our duty, mothers and fathers, yes. aunties, cousins, grandmothers, to teach them and train them about Solomon himself said the right way. That even if they should make a shift temporarily, they will 
come back because the right teaching is inside of them, my friends. Then in verse 11, the enticement continues. They will say to you, come with us. The world will say to you, come with us. The cinnamon will say, come with us because we have a better place and better things for you to do. The young people will tell you, say, the, the other young people from the world, the sinners will say, what? How can you go boring church? You need some excitement, man. You need to come and dance. You need to go a party. You need to go a dream weekend. And reverend. Why not wind up on one another and do all kind of things? That is wrong, my friends. Engage in promiscuity. Everything that is sinful, they will say, come. Come with us. They will even take it to a place as what? Come with us to commit what? Murder. To do robbery. My friends, come with us to fornicate. Yeah, man. You know, so them think they're sweet. When you're in a church, you just cloak up so. Yeah, man. You know, you're like in a position of freeze. I can't even speak some things because I'm preaching here today. But they will take you to those places, stealing, peer, um, peer pressure. They will pressure you from now till the morning, till you succumb. But I want to say in the words of Solomon again, do not give in to them. My friends, I urge you today, my young children, my youth, do not give in to them. Solomon urges his son, he said here, there are plans of the enemies. And this plan is what? To swallow them up. That is the plan of the enemy to destroy you. The word of God said what? The plan of the devil is what? To kill, steal, and destroy. So Solomon spoke about they want to swallow you up. Let's not swallow them up. In verse 12, my friends, the wicked device is a deceptive plan in which the innocent are captured and are victimized. So my young friends, their plan is to swallow you up. You're so innocent. And when they come, they will capture you and victimize you. My friends. So today, and this victimization and this capturing is like one who is taken into debt itself. Sometimes they will swallow you up that it better you're dead because you're like a living dead. You have no love, no part with God. You have turned away from God 
and you're doing a lot of sinful things and you're just walking but you're not living, you're dead. <laughs> this death that I am taking, that I'm talking about when they swallow you up is what? It's like a, it's a place of one, no return. How many times we have sat and watched a young man being swallowed up by the sinful world and these sinful people and they reach up at the place of a, no return. The light of what then end up in prison or the police kill them or they or their friends eventually kill them, my friends. It is darkness. It's like darkness. It's like what? Tormentation. Your torment. You ever hear your old people say that boy come like he haunted? Get wanted till he haunted. Yes. So they will swallow you up and you do nothing each day but sinful things. Things that goes against the will of God and even our society because you become a criminal. You become a target. Sin right all over your face. Society has rejected you. Your family has rejected you because you allow them to uh, swallow your hope. But I say again, like Solomon, do not give in to them. Avoid bad company. Avoid bad company, my young friends. Caregivers, teach them the right things so that they can avoid bad company. And I'm also talking about the church. We must learn to grow the youth in our society, in our surrounding, the godly way. We should not reject them or neglect them, my friends. We must teach them the godly wisdom and the way of God. Solomon in verse 13 and 14 says, they will spoil you, getting you spoiled like a spoiled fruit. You have a mango and it does that decay and it comes to nothing. When they swallow you up, you will be spoiled. You will be in a state of decay, my friends. They will promise you valuable things and plunders from all kind of sinful deeds, including robbery. And sell your hand, they will share it with you. Talk to me, man. How many times are young people get into trouble when others were living a sinful life? Go and commit sinful acts. I want to come to share it with them. And then, what? Some of us are ready, I. You want things that is not ours. So you know what I work for it or whatever that you want a phone and a man carry a phone, come give you your ticket. You don't know where it come from. Money come, you take it and it could be blood money. 
Somebody could have been murdered for this money, my friends. So I'm saying when they suck you in, they will give you things that will spoil you. That you cast in the face of God and society and rejected you from police and soldier and bad man and who's ever looking for you. And it is happening all over Jamaica. Because some of them youth never gone and scam him. Some who take up gun man thing, bad man thing, rapists name them. It's because we have allowed the sinners of this world, the world, this world, to take them over, to swallow them up. And they have decayed and spoiled. My friends, but in verse 15, Solomon is to say, don't walk with them. Don't walk with them, my young friends. Avoid them. Paul said, just the appearance of evil, you must shun it. So when you see someone look evil or sinful, shun it, reject it, push back against it. Amen. Don't walk with them. Old people might think, but say, show me your company, tell me who you are. Don't walk with them. Birds of a feather flocks together. Don't set foot on their path, my young friends. Walk on the path of Jesus Christ. Walk on the path of God. Walk with your church friends. Don't walk with these sinful people, my friends. Sin must be rejected at first temptation. I wonder if you hear what I'm saying here today. Sin must be rejected, my young friend, at my first temptation. The first time you're tempted, reject it. James tells us we must reject it. Reject this temptation. First time of asking. Life are things of a funny way when you, when you, you know what I'm saying? Somebody are in Shem Tekawa. A yard. They are yard in Tekawa, a mile. So them just want one foot in, my friend. The evil, the sin, just want one foot in. So when the first temptation come, reject it. Give it no room to operate. Kill it. Stop it right there in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Mm. Refuse even the association with sin. You don't need no friend. We are associating our sin. And what do I mean by, by that? I'm not telling you to isolate. 
from them. You will tell them about the word of God. But you see, when they move to them sinful hack, you know, they're there. You know, associate yourself with them. Because even when you not do certain things, just the association can get you in trouble. Put you behind bars, my young friends. There's too much young men and women in jail today, in prison today, because of association. Refuse even association. Avoid the beginning of sin. If I said start with a little small sin, or sometimes you start with small lies, then you become big liar, you become a thief. Yes. Sin is deceptive. Start off looking small. And then what? It become a part of your second nature. You don't sin like without any fuss or any bother. It no bother your conscience. You don't have a conscience against the study code because what? Sin has taken you over. And it has happened to many of our young friends, our young people. And I preach here today from the pulpit like Solomon saying listen listen to the word of God that's the only way you can avoid all of this my friends listen you can rush into sin you know by the enemy's what influence they can influence you to do sinful things. Solomon says, said here, the wicked rush into sin. Quick to shed blood. But what? They will be judged by God. So don't let them rush you into sin. And that is the time that you will get into trouble, my friends. Don't let them rush you into sin. The next outline is, the net is what? Spread. The net is spread in verse 17 to 19. Sinners what? Set up traps for what? Innocent believers and innocent children. Every day they are planning and setting up them trap because they want to swallow you up. They want to suck you in into sin so that they can destroy you. The devil can destroy you, my friends. So they will set up their traps. Avoid the obvious trap because I said because of this entrapment, this enticement, we see the obvious trap and we still walk into it. We have seen it every day. We see a young man or a young lady walking into a trap because they have enticed them. They have put a hole over their eyes. And they are not seeing 
the truth. But this is where the church comes in, my friend. We have to find these youths. Spread the word of God to them. So let the trap caught the trappers instead of the innocent minds of these young people. The church must work. The church must have young people coming to the church. And we must teach them the word of God the right way so that they can avoid these traps. There are booby traps to do there everywhere. Everywhere. They are like landmines, you remember, in the war between the US and Vietnam. But the Vietnamese used landmines to almost to defeat the American army. Traps were everywhere. So our young people is living in a world that is full of traps. Traps everywhere and enticement everywhere. Entrapment is there everywhere. But they can overcome by us as church and as mothers and fathers to teach them the godly way. Give them godly wisdom. They will survive. They will survive. They will survive with godly wisdom. But don't let them be trapped. My church friends, teach them the word of God. So Solomon here was declaring the word of God to his son. Solomon did not want his son to fall into a trap like himself. So he was very reflective and he was saying, my son, Listen to me, listen to the word of God. And I'm saying to my young friends here today and those who are listening, listen to me, listen to the word of God. And I'm saying to the caregivers, the mothers, the fathers, the aunties, the, 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 the hunkers, teach them the word of God. Teach them the right way. And the right way is God's way. My friends, let us this morning apply what Solomon was saying here to his son this morning. Solomon was saying, listen to the instruction given to you from the word of God, my young friends. Let me say it again, my young friends that sits inside here today. Listen to the instruction given to you from the word of God. Live in the word of God. Meditate on it day and night, my friends. Do the things that the word of God says you must do, not what your sinful friend says, or not what this world says, but just the word of God. Two, do not give in to sin. Rely on God. Overcome peer pressure. 
No make them tell you say the things of the world is sweet and nice and better. Do not give in. Do not give in, my young friends. Do not give in, my young friends. The next application is this. Don't let the wicked convince and capture you. They are very convincing. They are powerful. They are rich. But don't let them convince you and capture you and swallow your hope. Because if that happens, the cry might be too late. There is no return, my friends. And you might end up to a grave or prison, my friends. So do not let the wicked convince or capture you, my friends. Have the mind of Christ, my young friends. Develop and culture yourself in the mind of Christ. Christ must be on your mind all the time, not the sinful things of this world. It must be Christ upon my mind all the time. Don't be enticed about the spoils of the wicked. These spoils are temporal. So all of these goodies, when they may come with and entice you, money, fame, fortune, it's for a while. It doesn't last, it is temporal. But the word of God is everlasting. It will last you to your grave and beyond. So don't be enticed by the spoils because that's the power. Them come with them things, them so-called things with them say nice and dangle it before you like a carrot to the rabbit and you fall into their trap. Avoid the wicked. Don't walk or associate yourself with them. Finally, for Christian friend, my young friend here today, find a Christian friend. Make your friends be Christians. And when I say Christian, I mean Christian in every sense. I'm not talking about those who seems to be Christian or appears to be Christian. True Christian. Reject their schemes. Be steadfast in your Christian walk. If you drop, you get up back again and you begin to walk towards God till you finally make it. Watch for their traps. Be vigilant. Let me say it again. Watch for their traps. Look out, my friends, they're about to get you. Their plan is to get you, kill you, steal and destroy you. Hallelujah, my friends. Watch out for their trust. And in closing, in conclusion, my young friends, sin must be rejected.
at the first temptation. My young friends, sins must be rejected at what? The first temptation. Mash it on. Trample it. Overpower it. Sin must be rejected. My young friends, in the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs also say what? As I said before, even the appearance of sin, we must shun it. Listen. Listen to our elders and our parents. The culture today is not so. Our young people don't listen to their parents anymore or the elders. They listen to them friends, their peers, who will lead them astray and down the wrong road. I am saying to the reverse that, my young friend, right now, go back to the days of listening to your parents and the elders in your community and your church. Those who do things like that live longer. Keep themselves out of prison. When they listen to the elders of the church and the community that they live in and their parents, my friends. Avoid those who practice sin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, remember saying that. Yeah. Avoid those who practice sin. So if you're at school yeah, yeah. and you have a classmate when all them indulge in, I should say, is sinful acts, avoid them. Don't be enticed by things they offer. It is deceptive, it's a deceptive plan from the devil. Reject it and watch for their traps, my friends. So today, it is Children's Sunday, as we said before. And I pray that this message today will resonate with our children, will resonate with our caregivers, the mothers, the fathers, the auntie, the uncles, and the grandmothers. And that we will do the right thing. We'll reach out like Solomon to try to put corrective measures in place for our children. Many of us have lived a checkered life like Solomon. So we know what it is to be out of the presence of God and not doing the right thing for God. What can happen to us? So I urge you today to teach the youths right. Teach them right. Tell them the right thing. Show them the right thing, which is the godly way. And I will guarantee we'll have a better world, a better society that we can live within. I thank you this morning for listening to the word of God. If 
Just listen to the Christian Fix podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Join us next week for another episode.